Welcome to episode 26 of the Technician Academy podcast, hosted by ASE Master Technician Richard Young. This episode is powered by Premium Guard Filters. Visit pgfilters.com to view their first-to-market applications. In episode 26 of the Technician Academy podcast, Richard talks with guest Jake Tooley. Jake is the winner of the 2017 ASE Technician of the Future Award. They discuss why Jake decided to dive into the automotive industry and what his thoughts are on the future of the industry and his career. We hope that you enjoy episode 26 of the Technician Academy podcast, powered by Premium Guard Filters. Visit pgfilters.com to view their first-to-market applications. Welcome to today's Technician Academy podcast. We're fortunate enough to have Jake Tooley with us today. He was awarded the ASE uh, Technician of the Future Award for 2017. Welcome, Jake. Hi, Richard. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for being a part of this. Uh, you know, it's exciting to have have a young future technician on the podcast uh, and to get your, your ideas and your perspective on what's going on in the industry. Yeah, thank you. It's very exciting to be here. I definitely... Uh... Can't wait to see what happens in the automotive industry in these next few years of my lifetime. So I'm excited to see what happens. Oh, yeah. And it, it's going to change drastically. I, I've been in the industry 35 plus years. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's definitely changed a lot. It's probably changed more in the last five than it changed in the previous okay. 30. Yeah. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot more changes throughout my career here as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, just give us a brief rundown of, of where you're at and, and, you know, where you have been and, and where you're going. Okay. So uh, I'm officially back home for good. I, uh, I'm from Alexandria, Kentucky, and uh, I uh, moved down to Orlando, Florida to attend an automotive technician school called uh, Universal Technical Institute. And so I moved there uh, May of last year. And uh, that was a 51-week program. So I went through their automotive program, and then uh, I got into their BMW STEP program after that. So that started back in August, and I just graduated last week, and I'm officially back here with a job lined up in Cincinnati. So not just any job. You're working at BMW. Is Is that correct? Yes, it's uh, the BMW store in Cincinnati, Ohio. Now... Where, what will your position be once you get to the store? So I will be, it's, uh, BMW, what they do is they have, uh, four levels of technicians, level four being kind of like the entry level technician and level one being master technician. So BMW step trains you to go out into the field as a level three technician. So I'll be kind of a little up from an entry level technician, but not quite high enough to be a master technician, of course. But, uh, so they'll bring me on, and uh, I'll start training under the foreman, and then uh, eventually they'll let me go on my own. So I'm excited to see where it goes. So obviously, I mean, uh, just in the brief discussions we've had, obviously the uh, I can see you wanting to become that master technician. Oh yes, definitely. I'm I'm very driven. I want to. I you know I've always kind of had the mentality that I really want to do my best and kind of really make an impact in this industry and also on the the dealership as well i want to be that that above and beyond technician make a positive impact all right so how did you i mean this is quite an award uh, ase uh, technician of future award 
what was involved in getting getting into that or uh, applying for that? Did you apply for it yourself, or did your peers suggest it, or how did that happen? Um, so I did not. I actually had no clue of these awards, and uh, specifically, I had no clue of the Technician of the Future Award. So the way they do that is um, the Technician of the Future Award is given to the highest score on the G1 ASE among students across the country. So I had no clue of this, and I took the, G- the G1 ASE just just to be able to put that on a resume. I think that's a, a very valuable uh, ASE, to, ASE uh, recommendation to have. So, uh, so you applied, I mean, you, you took the ASE G1 test. So to, to win this award, you had to be the top out of all the students that took that test Yes, that in is that correct. period of time. Yeah, so I had no clue it was coming up, and I actually got a call from the one of the directors who kind of sets up the whole event, and she called me, kind of asking me questions to see if I was a student and if I was a student at the time that I took the ASC test. And uh, so it turns out she called me a few days later and told me about this award. And uh, I, like I said, I had no clue about it, and she was like, man, you really don't seem excited enough for this. I don't think you understand how big of a deal it is. So I kind of looked it up and realized, man, this is this really is a big deal. It seems like there were plenty of students out there who took this ASE, and turns out I got the highest score. So I'm very, I'm very proud of that, for sure. Well, it should be. Uh, so in winning the award, what, what are you given by ASE? Um, so ASE, they, uh, ASE themselves, they sent me... $250 just to kind of cover costs while we were in San Diego for the award ceremony. And also they covered all inclusive, pretty much everything from the plane tickets to the rental car to the food and everything while we were staying there. So ASC covered all that stuff. And then uh, Mitchell won the sponsor of my award, gave me a thousand dollar cash award on top of that. So that was very nice. All right. So, uh, are you, do you have a subscription with some of the Mitchell products or? Um, I do not, but I actually am familiar with their products. I was in an independent garage for about a year coming out of high school and we use Mitchell every day. So I'm very familiar with their products and I, I like what they have to offer. So, well, yeah. And, and I commit, go back and I commend you about being the top in the G1, but also at UTI, you received some awards too. Yes, I did. Uh, give us a rundown on what those were. So UTI has a, a few different awards they like to give out. Um, one of them being the Student of the Course Award. Um, UTI has 17 courses throughout the 51-week program, and I got 10 Student of the Course Awards of those 17. And on top of that, they also have what they call a Director's List Award, which is you have to have a 90% or above in all categories of three consecutive classes. So being that there are 17 classes, I got director's list in 15 of them, which means I got all the director's lists I was capable of getting. Yeah, absolutely. Since you have to have three consecutive courses before you can actually win the first one. Yeah, correct. So those first two classes, you have no chance of getting it, but after that, it kind of keeps going on from there. So you, so the, 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 contact person thought you weren't excited enough is that right yeah that's right so yeah I, I really had no clue of what this award was or how big of a deal it was and 
once I looked it up, I was like, wow, this really is a big deal. It seems like a great event. And from what I experienced in San Diego, it really was. It was a fantastic event, very well planned out and very nice. It was a great experience. So when was that, when was that event? When was that awarded to you? Um, that was two weeks ago. Um, I believe it was on November 14th. They flew me out to San Diego and we, we kind of had a reception on Tuesday, just kind of get, getting to know everybody, getting to know my sponsor and meeting all the, uh, the ASE board and stuff like that. And then, uh, the next day they had some breakfast and lunch buffets for us. And then we went to another reception before the, uh, actual ceremony on Wednesday, just to kind of meet up with my sponsor and all that and get prepared and get seated and such. And then we had a very nice dinner and then the ceremony carried on from that. And it was, it was a wonderful ceremony. It really was. Well, that's, that's great. And, and, uh, you know, did you, while you were at UTI and did you have any idea of, of such a thing could be possible? No, I didn't. I mean, I, I've always strived to push myself harder than anyone else out there. I, I really want to just be the best of the best. And, you know, I always push myself to do the best. And really, these awards just kind of came to a surprise to me. I mean, I always pushed myself, but I really didn't expect to get this far. So I'm really excited that as far as I've gotten with these awards. Well, yeah, it's definitely something to be excited about. So of all the things out there, I mean, obviously, Jake, you're a talented young man. Of all the occupations, why did you choose automotive? So I've always had a passion for cars. I mean, Ever since I was a kid, from playing with toy cars to playing the video games, I've always had a passion for cars. And, you know, I've always had the idea of uh, getting a career with something in the automotive industry. And, you know, I, I started uh, going to college to kind of lean towards the automotive engineering side of the industry. And at the same time, I was working at this independent garage, and I loved every minute of it. I loved being in the shop i love getting dirty getting my hands on the cars and you know that just really is what sold it for me that i need to be a technician okay so it kind of started out down the engineering path but then when you got your when you sank your teeth in it you might say uh of actually working on a car that's what drawed you excited you into into doing that yeah i've always i've always loved the idea of working on cars and stuff like that but Back when I was in high school, I would have never thought I'd make a career out of it. But I can tell you that I did not regret my decision at one bit to decide to become a technician. Yeah, I mean, so you, you quit going to college for the engineering, and then you took up going to ITI or UTI. And uh, 51 weeks, is that 51 weeks continuous? Yes, it's uh, completely continuous. You, you have the option that you, um, UTI is three-week classes, so you have the option that you can take what they call a leave of absence and you can leave for three or six weeks um, through uh, two class periods. So I never decided to do that. You know, I just, I just wanted to get it done as quick as possible. And so I never took a leave of absence, but yeah, it was a complete straightforward straight 51 week program. It was very intense. Where, where did you take that program at? Uh, This was at Orlando, Florida and actually the BMW program I went into after that is in the same complex so it's a separate facility but in the same complex and that's what that's what really drove me to choose the orlando campus is because they had the bmw program there and i always had the idea that maybe i'd like to work for bmw one day and here i am so 
let's step back just a little bit. In high school, what uh, was there an automotive program in high in your high school or? So yes, actually they, it was a perfect time for me, but I did not take advantage of it. They actually built a state of the art vocational school with an automotive uh, program around my sophomore year, which junior and senior years when I when I could have been in that program. But as I was explaining earlier, I I really had no intentions on becoming a technician. So I took all the engineering classes in high school, you know, working on CAD designs and stuff like that. And I, I never really took advantage of our vocational school, but it was a very nice state of the art facility. There was actually two other schools in the county that would come to this same facility for the vocational training. So it's a, a very high end and very nice facility, but I just didn't uh, take advantage of it. Do you feel that, in, I mean, with a little bit of that engineering background or you think that'll help you in the automotive industry, repair industry? Um, I believe if, if, if I were to go, I'd say kind of above the technician level and maybe go more towards the engineering or some other side of that, that could, that could definitely have helped me out a little bit. But as far as being a technician, I don't think as far as the classes I took were pretty much all on the computer and such. Uh I mean, it, it it wasn't really a hands-on style class. I mean, that's, that's really the majority of what being a technician is. So I, I, there's probably not too much I benefited from those classes and becoming a technician. Right. Right. You know, and I always make the joke as technicians, we, we don't necessarily care for engineers, uh, just because sometimes they put a, a water pump or a heater core in place. that just doesn't make any sense to us yeah, as technicians. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yep. We know all about that. So yeah, you know, you, as a, as a technician, we stand back and we look at the way a car is built and, and think, well, why did they put that there? Why couldn't they have done this? So, and we're thinking, man, we should have engineered these cars. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You know, those five and six hour heater core replacements is like, there's got to be an easier yeah, way. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah. So, what draws you other than the BMW being in the same location as the UTI you was attending? And you and you mentioned that you were interested in BMW prior to that. Why? Well, you know, I've always I've always had a passion for the uh German vehicles and being in that independent garage really showed me how much how much more I don't want to say difficult, but how much more complex they are to work on compared to working on say a Japanese or American vehicle. And you know, when I would struggle with these German cars in the shop, it really just drove me to say, you know, I I want to master this. I want to I want to get better at this and drive myself to do something that is a little more challenging than working on other styles of vehicles. Okay. So you made a drastic change going from engineering to hands-on automotive repair. Uh, you know, you've mentioned that you're driven and, and want to perform to your best. So that kind of leads into what Technician Academy is. We, we always strive to get as much information to tomorrow's technicians as possible and, and help them to be better at their job. But what value, obviously we can come out, you know, you can have a student that comes directly out of high school. You could have yourself could have come directly out of high school and went into, into the automotive industry. But that extra foundation that you gained at UTI or, or could have gained at, at a community college with an automotive program, what value do you think that brings to the Bay? So I'm, I can kind of speak on both sides of this because, so right after I came out of high school, I worked, as I said, I worked at that independent garage for a year. So 
I came into that not really knowing much about cars, never have really touched a car before. And so, I mean, I was completely untrained at that level and, you know, kind of stuck by the shop owner and he kind of led me through everything, took me under his wing. And so after that, after I got done with UTI, then uh, I'd say now going in now as a trained technician, it's going to definitely bring a lot of value to the employer. Not only, not only do I have that knowledge being able to understand how these cars function, how to repair them properly and how to diagnose them, but I also have those extra hand skills, you know, when I have a problem with some bolt or something, I know what to do now. So, I mean, that extra training, not only knowledge base, but also hands on as well is definitely a, a great investment for these employers to invest on a trained technician who will properly fix these vehicles. And specifically with BMW, I am able to go into the dealership and do the majority of the warranty work on these cars, which BMW, I believe they're up to close to 90% is of what comes into the dealerships is warranty work. And if I were to just walk into the dealership without these training credentials I have, I wouldn't be able to touch any of these warranty cars. So it's definitely a huge added value for employers to hire these, make an investment and hire these trained technicians. Yeah. And and with the way cars and the technology within automotive industry is evolving quickly, like we mentioned prior, uh, you know, having that foundation uh, that you, you developed through UTI and then through the BMW school uh, definitely should give you an advantage and you should be a little more confident in what you're, what you're getting ready to do. Yeah, that's right. Because, uh, I mean, in, in repairing a car, diagnosing a car, there is some some confidence required oh yeah for sure so we talk about and i'm sure you know advisors and stuff have talked to you and in the past and about this industry what do you see at your your age what do you see or how do you see this industry evolving from the service side from the service side um i'd say you know i think I think these cars are going to become a lot easier to diagnose, you know, with all these electronics and stuff, being able to tell us exactly where to go and start hunting for these problems. I think they're, although the cars are getting more complex, I, I, I believe they're going to start becoming a little easier for technicians to diagnose. But I think definitely the comp, I think these cars are definitely going to become more complex as far as I know BMW now they're into completely strictly turbocharging all their vehicles. All of them are direct injected and all of them have what we call the uh, Venus and Valtronic systems, which is very fully variable, uh, intake, uh, intake and exhaust valve timing and valve lift. So I think as these cars become more advanced, it, you would think they're, they're going to become more difficult to diagnose, but I'd say with all these electronics we have being able to, really tell us where to go and start looking for these problems i think i think it'll become a little easier on the technician yeah i and and they are going to become very uh and they are currently not going to become but they are very sophisticated in the way that they're controlled and you know it would take a long time for a student a high school student without the foundation that you have to be able to go in there and understand how to diagnose that type of system. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, so while you were at BMW, was that a, I mean, you said it's 17 or how many weeks was that? Uh, BMW 16 weeks. 16. Okay. 
Was you on site at the BMW facility for that entire period of time? Uh, yes. So the BMW training facility was completely separate from UTI and there, they were a lot more strict there than they were at UTI. You know, they really set it up to get you ready to go out and be on your own in these dealerships. So we started school at six in the morning and left at two at and 2 PM every day and every day of the week. So it was very strict and really just got you ready to get out there and be able to perform as a technician on your own. How many students were in the program at the same level that you were? Uh, in our BMW program, there was 15 starting out and 11 graduated. So oh, wow. they're, very, they're very strict, not only getting into the program, but also maintaining it. And if they don't think that you're going to be able to perform well out there in the dealership, they'll cut you. They have no problem cutting you. They're very strict on that. So was there other options when you left UTI of, I mean, could you have went to some other dealership or OE level? Yeah. So, um, UTI partners with, I believe over 30 different manufacturers. So they have, they have a lot of different ways to get in with pretty much any dealership you want. I mean, even if, even if I decided to go back to an independent, I mean, with the, with my credentials from UTI, really knowing how all these cars function and how to repair them, how to diagnose them, then just having that UTI credit itself would really help me to get into an independent garage as well. So, but, so speaking of garages, is there a goal in the back of Jake Tooley's mind of being a shop owner someday? So I've, I've always, I've considered that before, you know, I've always had kind of the leadership mentality and I believe I could become maybe a service manager one day, but I, I couldn't see myself owning a shop at this point at this day and age i know there's a lot of risk there's also a lot of reward if it all goes well but there's definitely a lot of risk in owning your own shop and uh, i just don't think that's the kind of responsibility i'd like to take when i could really advance on the dealership level and move up as becoming you know master tech and then maybe shop foreman service manager and then maybe even going above and beyond that and going corporate one day so that that's really where i see my career going so that so what would you say is your long-term goal at, at, at within the bmw organization i say i'd like to become a service or general manager for a dealership one day you know, I, I like having that leadership role and I, I believe i could do really well at it oh that's good and and that's good that you've made that separation of you, you understand the values and and the risk reward portion of being a shop owner uh it it can be very rewarding it can be very risky uh so yeah and and just in talking to you i'm not going to rule that out on my end uh (laughs) yeah i but uh, i think you're very driven so yeah but whether it be bmw or a chevrolet malibu what's your favorite system on a car to diagnose um I'd have to say engine diagnostics. You know, I love, there's definitely a, a pride feeling when a car comes in running rough or not starting and being able to go in and diagnose that car, fix it and get it running right again and get it back to the customer. There's just, there's, there's just a lot of pride in that to me and being able to know you, it's, it's almost like an accomplishment. I mean, it's a small one. It's your job. It's what you're supposed to do, but I just get a real sense of pride out of fixing engines. 
Okay. Make, making, fixing it where it, no more drivability. It's, it's performing yeah. for the customer like it should. Yeah. Yeah. So you got out of high, when did you graduate high school? I graduated high school in 2015 and that's when I went straight into that independent garage. Okay. So here we are 2017, two years. Uh, you've got UTI graduation, you've got BMW, STEP program. You know, a lot of things have been a pretty fast two years for you, I'm sure. Oh, definitely. What do you see in the next five years that's going to change this industry? I think within these next five years, I think there's definitely going to be a lot more. We're going to see a lot more electric and hybrid cars. And that's something that a lot of these technicians are going to have to start training on because I believe within my career, not only in five years, but within my career, I'm sure there's going to be a huge amount of these hybrid electric cars coming out and we're going to need technicians that are able to diagnose and fix these cars. I believe BMW, I I didn't read this myself, but one of my instructors told me that BMW within the next five to 10 years, they're coming out with, I believe you said 23 different hybrid and full electric vehicles. So I think, these these kind of vehicles are definitely going to change this industry big time. Yeah, uh, and, and I agree. Uh, the industry is going to change drastically within the next few years. You you mentioned something there about the technicians need to be beginning educating themselves. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm sure you've been around some older technicians. Uh, you will be at BMW store. What if you could, if you just had a few moments to tell a room full of older technicians that's been in this industry, let's say 20 years, 15 to 20 years, what would you tell them? Oh man, <laughs> I, uh, I kind of sprung that on you, but yeah. And the reason uh, why, reason why Jake is because I want us older guys to understand we need the younger technician moving into the industry. Yeah. But if we plan on staying in it, we need to be able to understand what we need to do to stay there. That's right. So pretty much, I would just tell them, you know, don't think you know everything, and always have that room to advance yourself and learn more every day because i mean as this industry changes the technicians are going to need to change as well to adapt to these and be able to still properly fix and diagnose these cars so i mean you always have to have an open mind to learning more and evolving as the tech as the technology evolves as well you need to evolve yourself absolutely that's that's good words uh good good advice um in your lifetime i mean you're you're Young man, uh, plan on being in the industry for quite some time. Do you do you think within your your period of time in automotive repair that we'll see uh, something as crazy as uh, the Jetson flying car or uh, you know? Oh man, I, I'd love to see that, but I don't know about my lifetime because you know, not only becoming, not only making the technology to make that stuff possible, but also you know the the regulations they're going to have to make for them and stuff like that so i mean i don't think we'll see anything that crazy in my lifetime but i think i believe in my lifetime it's going to be definitely a lot more advancement of as i said earlier these hybrid and full electric cars what about autonomous vehicles you know uh whether it be taxi cabs or uh, something on the line of uber where the car doesn't really have a driver it just shows up to pick you up yeah so i i actually didn't think about that but yeah i believe that in my lifetime as well i know uh bmw i mean they can a lot of their higher end seven series and five series they can park themselves now so i mean we're already kind of leaning towards that way but i've also heard word of autonomous vehicles already starting to be 
creative and you know, they're kind of testing them and stuff over i'm not sure where it is but i believe some statistic i heard when i was at uti they said by 2018 they're gonna have a fully autonomous vehicle like up for purchase and i don't know if i believe that but i mean it's definitely possible and i definitely think we'll see that within my lifetime well i i'll be honest uh you know i commute it's about an hour commute for me to get when I come into the office and, and if I had an autonomous vehicle that I could get in and tell it, let's go to work, uh, I'm not too sure I wouldn't be ready for that. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, there's, there's definitely a, a big change there for sure. And, uh, I mean, there's going to be a lot of trust in technology and trying to, we're going to have to figure out how well these, these cars are going to be able to ra- react with other human drivers driving on the road. And if there's an accident, who's going to be at fault? What happened? to cause the accident and stuff like that i mean there's there's definitely a lot of a lot of risk trusting technology with that kind of power oh yeah and the vehicle that's autonomously driven so a computer making the decisions from processors and microprocessors their their reaction is is always guaranteed uh, yeah. if you truly believe in in you know, electronics their reaction is guaranteed it's that other driver that's the human factor that is not a guarantee yeah exactly and you don't know how that human is going to react to the way the other car is reacting. And the other car is not going to be able to interpret what, what that person is going to do. So, I mean, there's definitely a big risk there. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Big risk to say the least. Yeah, so right. <clears throat> you're out of, out of high school, out of college, I, definitely not done learning. Um, not. Cause that's, that's a continuous thing in this industry. Yeah, exactly. Um, if I was to, to invite you to a, uh, let's, let's say a high school graduating class, and let's say there's 500 students in this high school graduating class. Okay. What, what would you talk to them about? What would be the topic and, and why would you focus on that topic? Well, the big thing for me is what I would tell them is that they need to, you know, not only follow their dreams, but they need to think in the future and think they need to j- choose a path that they're going to love doing for the rest of their life. I mean, these careers, I mean, you've got to choose wisely because I mean, if, if you don't like what you're doing every day, I mean, how can you really have a happy life when you're doing that for the rest of your life? So, I mean, really what these students need to do is really just chase their passion and follow, follow what they believe they will love doing. If that's going to a college and getting a business degree and working on computers the rest of their life or getting dirty and being a technician. I mean, there's really, there's endless opportunities for students coming out of high school and they just really need to follow their dreams and do what they think they would love to do the rest of their life. Well, that's very good. Very good words. And, and kind of what you did yourself. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you, you was on, on one path and through experience, life experience, uh, you determined that that path wasn't for you. Exactly. Yeah. See, there's, there's always this norm, which is kind of what I followed as well. I, I kind of fell victim to it as well. I mean, there's this norm that you need to go to college and get a degree in order to have a good, healthy career. And I mean, really what I've learned is that's just not true. I mean, all there's so many opportunities in the technical world, whether it be automotive or whether it be heating and cooling or electricity. I mean, these places, not only are you going to get a job, you're going to have a job for life because when you learn these skills, you're going to be every, everybody will want to pick you up because I mean, you're the master of what you do. And 
you're never going to be out of the job. Yeah, you know, you mentioned that, and, and we're talking about high school, and, and that's one of the discussions I, I just got done having with a gentleman was how uh, maybe high school counselors, and, and you tell me if you, you believe this, I mean, you, you're directly experienced with this, but the counselors tend to, to direct students away from the automotive industry. Yeah. Um, see, so, yeah, I could see that. I never experienced that personally, but... Yeah, I could see that. I mean, like I was saying just a minute ago, I mean, really, they kind of, there's counselors and stuff, they kind of throw it at you that you need to go to college, you need to get a degree in order to have a good career. And that's just definitely not true. I mean, there is so much advancement coming in this automotive industry. I mean, we're going to need more and more technicians every day, especially as these, they say, throughout these past couple of years, I mean, the ba- the baby boomers who, went into the automotive industry are now getting to the point where they're retiring out. So there's a massive need for technicians across the country and we really need to bring more on. What, uh, and this is kind of a, another question I kind of throw at you, but I mean, it's exciting to be able to talk to you about this and, and get your perspective, but what could the industry, you know, uh, when I say industry, I'm talking about the OE manufacturers, the aftermarket component manufacturers, what could that part of the industry do to attract more quality people like yourself? Man, I'd say, you know, there's, they really just need to advertise it more and, you know, put it out there that, you know, this can be a really good career. And I think that's the, that's the biggest deal is people just don't realize that they don't realize you can make a very good living in this industry, whether it be becoming a technician, becoming an advisor, working up to a management level, anything beyond that. I mean, people just really look past that. And I think if these, if these, uh, sponsors or not sponsors, but if these companies were able to advertise that more of how well, how well you can be set for life with one of these careers, then I think that could bring a lot more people on. Do you think that if, you know, if uh, and one of the programs that Technician Academy has is we go into community colleges here within the Midwest and, and put on training courses. You know, do you feel that that is a positive thing for those students? Oh, uh, definitely. Bringing that outside resources to to them. Yes, exactly. I mean, I mean, not only bringing the that extra training, not only will they learn more from it, it could also get them more interested in it and get them wanting to stay in this career field. I know. I listened to one of your other episodes and uh, you were talking with one gentleman about how some of his students just go there just because they want to learn how to work on cars. They don't want to make it a career. But with these extra training programs that you offer, I mean, this could really get somebody excited and wanting to actually make a career in, out of the automotive industry. It's, it's, it's interesting how our discussion is evolved evolving here you know you you'll say something and it makes me think of another question that i'm curious about i mean being a technician myself i'm always curious but if the industry and when i say the industry i'm counting you know uh the repair side the parts manufacturing side the oe dealer or manufacturers if they went into the high schools at during a career day and talked about the automotive industry do you think that would have maybe guided you a little quicker to going to uti I think it certainly would have. I mean, really what it was for me that got me to choose to take this on as a career was actually getting my hands on with it. But I believe that if these companies were to come in and speak more about it, that really definitely would have caught my attention. And if they were to speak about advancement and how well the career can be made out of working for their company or 
whatever they have to offer. I mean, I, I think, yes, it, that, that would have definitely pointed me in the right direction a lot sooner. Showing you a career path. Exactly. Uh, you know, because, and you've mentioned it a couple of times, you know, moving, moving, you're going in as, as a tech three at a BMW store. You have a goal to work to a tech one, uh, then advisor, manager, and then over on the corporate side and maybe fixed operations or something such as that. Understanding that career path, I, I think is key to getting a, a young person like yourself interested in, in the automotive industry. Exactly. And if, if I would have had that opportunity to hear more about it, maybe early on in my high early on, maybe freshman, sophomore year during high school, then I, I probably would have chosen to take those auto tech classes rather than going to the engineering classes. Because, I mean, I, I've, I've learned more just learning about cars, I mean, than I have working on those computers and doing CAD designs and stuff like that. I've definitely gained a lot more positive knowledge learning on cars whether whether i was going to take it as a career or not yeah and and not all not all of us are built to be technicians i mean (laughs) so i mean but being able to and you mentioned even freshman sophomore level getting that information and helping you guide would have maybe changed your career path a little bit or your path a little bit not your career path i mean you're set in your career path now and and i congratulate you for that so thank you very much so is there any hobbies for Jake Tooley whenever he's not working on cars? Oh, whenever I'm not working on cars, I still consider that a hobby. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'd say I, don't know, I like I like relaxing and playing some Xbox every once in a while. You know, big thing for me is hanging out with family and friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. So pretty much just being social, getting out, and whether it's just going out to dinner with the family or whatever. But yeah, I love I love being social, sitting down and playing some Xbox every once in a while. I'll, me and my dad like to go out on the boat and go fishing. I've uh, recently in these past couple of years, I've gotten into hunting a little bit. So okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I've got a few other hobbies and just wrenching. So where, and when it comes to the automotive industry and new things happening in the automotive industry, where do you pick up your information from? Is that through social networks, you know, Facebook, or is there specific sites that you look at? Um, yeah. So I mean, I I love cruising the web and learning more and more every day. I mean. Like like you said, a lot of it I learn for, through Facebook and social media and stuff like that. I follow a lot of car pages and not just that, but the manufacturers' pages and see the new stuff that's coming out. And I mean, of course, be going into BMW, I have access to the the information on their new technology. I love going into those books and reading everything that's coming out and just further advancing my knowledge on these cars. It's only going to help the future. Absolutely, yeah. So, Jake, if I said that I have the ability to grant you any vehicle, any vehicle, whether it be new, old, antique, uh, not manufactured anymore, to be manufactured, to put in your garage, to do with as you choose, what would it be? Oh man, see now, this is this is a question that that is really hard for me to answer because I have a passion for all kinds of cars, but I'd say I'd like to have a, a Corvette ZR1 in my garage. Okay. Yeah. What would be the second car? Oh man, I think I'd probably have to stick with BMW on that one and maybe get a an M3 as a a daily driving kind of car. Well, that's that's definitely a, <laughs> a not your average daily driver, but yeah. uh, I, I've known some gentlemen that have had those, and I've driven one, and and yeah. they are fun. Uh, they oh, are yeah, definitely fun. Right. Yeah, exactly. See, I, I'm not I'm not the average daily driver, anyways. I, <laughs> I've always kind of had sportier cars that you wouldn't really think you'd see on the road every single day. So that's that's kind of what I like working with. 
So my question is, is the Kentucky State Police and the Ohio State Police going to have to be looking out for Jake Tooley going to work? <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> I hope not. I try to stick on the speed limit, but, you know, every now and then and the foot gets a little heavy, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. That's good. You know, Jake, I, I've enjoyed our conversation, and, and, you know, I'd like to, to put the option out there maybe in the future after you've been at the BMW store for a year or two, maybe – or even a year, uh, reconnect and, and get get your ideas on what the industry's doing and, and yeah, what's going sure. on with you. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. So, yeah, I, and, and I appreciate your time. I mean, yeah, uh, I you're getting ready to go into the store next week, right? Is that yep, first day? Yeah, I start on Monday. Yep, I'm going to bring in all my tools on Saturday. I just got the okay to bring in my tools, and then uh, I'm starting work on Monday. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Uh, that, that's yeah. exciting. Yeah, um, I'm very excited. So, yeah, and, and I... I I think, uh, you know, just like I said, in the brief discussions we've had and, and looking at looking at the information about you, you're, you're a very driven young man. I commend you on that. Uh, I think you have excelled in, in what you've done, what you've cho- chosen to do, and I, I wish you the best in going forward with that. Uh, well, thank you very much, Richard. Do you have any closing thoughts for our listeners out there or, or opinions that you want to, want them to hear? Not much. I mean, just really just stick to it learn more every day you know there's there's always going to be more to learn and don't don't close your mind to that you know everything just always keep that open mind and learn more and advance as this technology advances that's that's good words jake good words well again i appreciate you and i appreciate the time you've given us uh you know look forward to future discussions and uh getting your opinions on on what's going on in the industry certainly thank you for having me richard all right thanks jake Thank you for listening to this episode of the Technician Academy podcast brought to you by Extend Performance. Don't forget to visit us online at technician.academy. We are also on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Technician.academy, built to educate.